Welcome to 20th Century Geek. Welcome back listeners, welcome to 20th Century Geek. I'm Scott Weatherly, your regular host. And today we are going to be talking about Christmas movies. And I'm going to be throwing to the caution to the wind. We're not just going to be talking about old films. We're going to be talking about old films, new films, any Christmas films we want. Ones that contain snow, Santa, possibly even Die Hard. I'm going to throw in there as well. And I'm not on my own. And I haven't even got my regular co-host, Mike. He's off doing Panto. So I've got four, well, sorry, three. There are four of us. There are three people joining me today. So if you want to introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Alex. And I'll say, this is my wife, and she's taken, been courteous enough to join us after, what, three or four glasses of wine? Yeah. <laughs> well done. Stepping up, stepping up to the plate. <laughs> Hi, I'm Eleanor. And I'm Lewis. Okay, so we're sat here in the 20th Century Geek Towers in a very festive environment. We're sat here, we've got our centrepiece, a lovely burning candle, and just behind us, we have got a Christmas tree fully decorated. Mm. So it's very festive. And uh, I'm going to go straight out to the table to start talking about holiday festive films. What are your favourites? What things do you think are from your childhood? What gets you started into the mood? What gets your Christmas going? I'll actually start with you, Alex, because I know you have a tradition that we that we have every year, that we, you have every year. Yours, your Christmas starts five weeks out. It does. And you start with Love Actually. It does, because it starts at five weeks before Christmas, oh. so I always have to watch it five weeks before Christmas. You have to watch it in time. I right? have to. And for the last two years, I've got it spot on to the day, and just randomly, like five weeks before Christmas, I've wrapped presents and watched them actually. Mm. Yes. You've had Christmas <laughs> later for a couple of times, because you miss you missed that day. <laughs> <laughs> We've had Christmas on January 3rd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I know I like to start with Love Actually, yes, yeah. and then work my way through the rest, yes. And what is yeah. it about Love Actually? Um, well, I think it's the idealism of what Christmas is. I think, and that's why I like that's what I like about some Christmas films. If some Christmas films don't, it aren't in line with how I see Christmas. I don't like them. Uh-huh. It's a bit, I think Love Actually is in the way they live and the run up to Christmas and the excitement. And that's what it is actually. It's the run up. They don't end Love Actually. They don't actually celebrate Christmas Day. Yeah. They get up to Christmas Eve and then they go beyond Christmas Eve. And that's what I like about Christmas. It's the run up. So I think that's why. I really? Like so that. Christmas Day is not even in that film. I never knew no. that. No, no, it's not in the film. But it's the run up, and that's my favourite part of Christmas. I think mm. yeah. that's the fun bit, really. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The build up. Yeah. yeah. So that's kicked off Christmas. So what are you? Have you seen Love Actually? Yes, seen Love Actually. I think lots I have, but times. I've deleted it from my memory. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were not a fan. No. Oh, why? What? Yeah. No. Um, it's yeah. chick flick. It is very much too, a chick flick kind too of much film. Of it, yeah. Too much romance. Uh, too much romance. Uh, yeah. Christmas isn't about romance, really. I don't think. No. I, I agree with that, but I don't see it as romance. I just see the Christmassy parts rather than the romance yeah. parts. I guess it depends what you focus on, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 It started a trend as well. Like it's responsible for some dreadful films. Look, I've never seen any of them. Um, like what? But they made another film called New Year's Eve. Oh right. Which was lit- it's that it's the idea of like multiple stories, aren't they? That slightly yeah. interweave. Yeah. Like, almost like Pulp Fiction, really. Yeah. But 
it's those those stories that all interweave and you're following different characters. And they did a, a similar one for, for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Oh. Um, and I think they did one for Valentine's Day as well that started on, I think, like New Year's Day and then run through to oh. Valentine's Day. And so they tried to repeat the Love Actual, Love Actually, like, formula and we're never able to, re- to see, recreate like, yeah, it. didn't work. Yeah. No. You see, I'm not surprised, I haven't seen those, but I'm not surprised it doesn't work. I don't think many people You have. said about the romances, I don't see the romances in it. That's the bit that doesn't interest me as much. Mm-hmm. It is the... And that's why we're still married. Romance, <laughs> <laughs> romance is not an issue. <laughs> yeah, you get away with not having it. <laughs> um, no, it is the Christmas build-up, so if you, as soon as you do it for Valentine's Day or as soon as you do it for some other event, it wouldn't have the same effect. Yeah, it doesn't work for unless, the seasons. Unless you enjoy the romance element of it. And I suppose if you then that's that would appeal there are two seasons there are two holidays really i think that have that build-up feeling and i think the first one's christmas is the big one but the other one's halloween like because mm. you, you're building up to things like trick-or-treating and you get to do all the, you know everyone goes oh we're gonna watch horror films in halloween in, yeah. in october you get like the month-long thing mm. no one does that for like new year's eve or no one does it for valentine's day so it's like you say or easter so yeah. it doesn't really work for for those other holidays because you're right you don't have that yeah the ramping up and the anticipation that comes with it yeah yeah okay so we've started we're now into the flow so any of the christmas films that spring to mind what are your first couple of christmas films you love well you mentioned at the start die hard mm. and also lethal weapon i love lethal weapon so it is a christmas film yeah a christmas film that is christmassy or is it something that make, when you watch it, you watch it every single Christmas, regardless of whether yeah. it's it a Christmas, Christmas element. And then, therefore, it becomes your go-to Christmas film. Like, once Die Hard is on television, it's the run-up to Christmas. I would say that officially. Die Hard is a Christmas film. I would say Lethal Weapon isn't. Even though, even though, turns out like Lethal Weapon starts with a Christmas song. It does start with a Christmas and song. And ends with a Christmas song. It does start with a Christmas song. But I wouldn't, and the reason, the reason I would dispute it being a Christmas film um, is because, well, the reason that I would say there's a difference is Die Hard, it's set on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Firstly, so it's well within Christmas. Mm. And it's about, a rede- it's a redemptive story for a, for a, a guy mm. trying to get back to his wife. Mm-hmm. So it almost has... Tying into things like um, even even Christmas Carol, yes. it, that idea of Christmas bringing people together. Yeah, sometimes you need Alan Rickman to give you a hand. But it's, <laughs> it's, it is that thing. It's that same thing. Die Hard fits into that almost yeah. into that mould of someone having to go through a traumatic event to understand what there is that they've missed to then live a better life. Yeah. Granted, then it happens the following Christmas in, in an airport, <laughs> and then a couple of years later in New York. Like, Bruce Willis does not learn this lesson. But that, Die Hard is a Christmas film because it's about a redemption for uh, a separated couple. There's plenty of other films that have that theme. Yeah, but not at Christmas. But they're basically in the Christmas, Christmas theme. Just I think that's what I consider Die Hard to be a Christmas film, whilst Lethal Weapon is a film set at Christmas. But also, Chris Shane Black, who wrote... A Lethal Weapon, yeah. he always sets his films at Christmas. So, uh, uh, A Lethal Weapon, Iron Man 3, uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight, uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like, he's, got, he's got this like, weird selection of like Christmas set films. Um, all of them very good, apart from Iron Man 3. But all of them very good, and I would recommend them. But I, yeah, there is a difference. But I do love, I do like um, yeah, action they're... films at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. That's officially Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Die Hard is a great Christmas film. Would you consider Catch Me If You Can? 
I've never seen it. You've never seen I've it? Never, it's one of the few Spielberg films I've never seen. What, really? I'm, yes. I'm surprised. And I do need to see that. You do is that a Christmas it. film? I thought that was sort of... Cause it's well, it's not a Christmas film. It's not a Christmas film. Yeah, we won't uh, go on too much, but the film is obviously about con artists. Yeah, yeah. Some of the key moments are set at Christmas time. Because that's when you can con people the most. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's part of it, but kind of... Because... But that's when he lets his guard down. Yeah, mm. at, Christmas at Christmas times. Because... Oh, okay. In, earlier in the film, he sort of sees his mum and dad happy at Christmas time, yeah. and then later in the film, his mum's now with a new guy, mm. and sort of he's on the run at this stage from the police and whatever, and he goes back to visit her at this time. It's a tradition. But he sees that life's moved on without yeah. him and, and, and all that kind of thing. Well, so I think that's part, a few times. That, that's also the part and parcel of it, though, isn't it? I think there are Christmas films, mm. as in there are films about Christmas, mm-hmm. and there are films that you just that like have become a Christmas tradition. Yeah. Like you just always watch them at Christmas. But I think The Great Escape became a Christmas yeah. tradition yeah. in this country for some odd yeah. reason. Yeah. Mary Poppins as well tends to be... Mary Poppins on there. Yeah. 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 Jurassic Park is on for yeah. Christmas. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was always something that was on her own. Christmas so like, yeah. Bed so sort of like, just so those like kind of classic, family, yeah. family yeah. classics. Come yeah, on anything that kind of gets people around it. A sofa, I suppose, would be the, the criteria. has to be the... Most Christmassy of all Christmas films. That's always on Christmas Day. It's isn't always it? on Christmas so Day. So I remember as a child that always being on the TV and watching it yeah. during the morning. Mm. It was on in the morning, either yeah. when you were opening your presents before yeah. or even after. Maybe. So did that make it time. special? Was... Yeah, because if I watch it now, it makes me feel Christmassy. Even mm. though I wouldn't choose to watch it, but if it was on the TV, that's how it oh, made okay. me feel. Just because of. Well, as a child, it brings back the memories. There suppose. is a nostalgia element with that. I, yeah. cause I, I, I'm saying, I when I watch it, I can yeah. really appreciate it. But I appreciate it in a different way to when I was a kid. I think when I was a kid, I watched it and I was like, you say, it was just on and it sort of signified yeah. Christmas. But now I watch it and think, actually, I really like the animation. I really yeah, like... Yeah, it's a really know, special the, animation. The, the and mu- the music. The music and it's really good, you know. And um, it has that sort of, so you can appreciate it more as an adult. <clears throat> so, you know, I agree with the snowman. Yeah, it's actually really good. Yeah, it's a good film though. But this, yeah, mm, yeah, no, that's true. Elf. Is, elf. Okay, let's right. let's okay. do elf. Let's talk. Let's talk. So elf. I love elf. Let's okay. hear. Tell why, me why, why you love elf. elf. Why I love elf because it really it just makes me giggle. Okay. It's <laughs> more than that. Explain elf. So let's explain elf. Right? I'll be honest with you. We're having a few festive uh, bevies. So there probably will be spoilers <laughs> for films during this podcast. I can't believe I, that I should, nobody's watched Elf. I, 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 no, I have. This, this is the first time oh, we've watched it this year. No, I have watched it previously okay. and I didn't like it. Okay. But since Ellie has watched it nearly every day since she yeah. discovered it, um, <laughs> I now quite like it. So you've been... But, but, but is that basically sort of like, you know, what do they call it when you, you actually sort of give in to your hostages, like your, your, your kidnapper? <laughs> Is it basically, you, have you been beaten in submission? Has Will Farrell shouting at you, yeah. sort of basically just beating you into sort of, yes, some sort of submission? Has. But I also need to clarify that Ellie isn't you. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie's our daughter that's been watching yeah. it. So Ellie is also watching. four. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that you've been sitting watching it every day. Yeah. I can relate to four-year-olds, so perhaps that's, that's true. why yes, I know so much. What do you like? It does have that childlike element to it, because... He's obviously grown adults. He's been raised. He's a human raised by elves, and he's very innocent. And it's just hilarious. Okay, it's really really funny. It's very Christmassy, and 
the story. Yeah. It's very, it's quite simple, but mm. I just think, okay, yeah, can't get better than that. I agree with that element. I do agree with that now. I've watched it so many times. However, however, when I first watched it many years ago, and what, however, and recently when I first watched it with Ellie, what gets me every time is they sent him off into the, to New York to find his parents or to find his dad, and they don't they don't prepare him for real life. <laughs> that, and that, that really annoys problem. me. Yeah. because he's just let off into the wilderness, walking from the north. He wanders off. New York. I agree. He wanders <laughs> off. And he says, "Well, I'm going to go." For... The first, like, there are there are yeah. two elements from that really bother me. <laughs> Firstly, I find that Will Farrell's man-child act is one of those things that you can either take or you can't. It's a bit like Jim Carrey, like 90s yeah, Jim okay, Carrey, yeah. is either that mm-hmm. thing of like, you like it or you don't. Yeah. I was young enough to appreciate Jim Carrey as Ace Ventura. I'm old enough now to watch... He'd really Will, you. Will, Yeah, if I watch that now, I don't think I could watch those films mm-hmm. now. Because mm-hmm. I watch Will Farrell and I'm like, you irritate me. You just grate on me mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, I can see why you're popular and why it's funny yeah. to a four-year-old. <laughs> and why, as, twi- as a teenager, I <laughs> would have probably really liked it. But as a teenager, I think I would have really liked it. <laughs> but there is that as well. I'm thinking, at the end of the, towards the end of the film, when Santa's, he crashes in the, the New York park, yeah. Santa knows that, like, when he's, you know, because when uh, um, uh, Buddy uh, sneaks up on him, he almost hits, but Santa almost hits Buddy with a wrench because he knows that New York's dangerous. But at no point have they said to Buddy, yeah, you're going out into the world, yeah. you may need to realise a couple of things. Animals don't talk in the real world and they carry rabies. People are actually quite, you know, grumpy, don't go into a shop and do this, this and this. No, they just go... They did warn him. They said they told him, if you see chewing gum... The one thing they do... <laughs> he, yeah, the one thing is basically don't chew other people's chewing gum. And then what does he do? He does it. So let's be honest. That's why Ellie likes it. Yeah. Because yes, exactly. <laughs> we tell her not to do something and she does it anyway. Yeah. So and she's that's what I like about it. There is one scene in that film I really like. And it's the bit where Peter Dinklage beats the crap out of him. <laughs> because it is hilarious. <laughs> because he keeps calling him an elf. But he says, call me an elf one more time. And he's like, you're an elf? <laughs> and he just goes mad at him. That scene is hilarious. Because yeah. it's really well paced in the comedy. The comedy in it is quite good. Yes. It's Will Farrell that bothers me. It's Will. See, I'm not sure about the comedy for myself. Mm. But what I do like is the message it sends about Christmas spirit. Yes. Because I think that's really, it's a really good message to send children to make sure that they have Christmas spirit and they believe. And that's what makes Santa do what he does and Mm. fly around the world and deliver presents. I agree with that. I do agree with that. It's a very good, it's a very positive film. Yes. Like there's nothing in it negative. No. Because um, everything that's negative in that film, even like the corporate world, is it's all to do with the real world and how evil the world is. Yeah, it's to do with being a horrible, horrible boring yeah. Yeah. I, I actually think that's my favourite part of it that his innocence in the end wins through. You know, yeah. everyone's so serious yeah. and you yeah. know everything's got to be a certain way. Mm. And he brings his own mm. way into it, as silly as it all is, really. Okay, yeah. And then eventually they get to see that, yeah. you know, a yeah. bit of, having a bit more of a light heart. Through him, that he brings the. the the younger child, the son, mm. and the father together. It's yeah. true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he's lost yes. touch of, you know, what yeah. it's like yeah. to, yeah. to be young. I, I, at this point, then, I shall yes. make a... Con- I, won't, we'll I, to I don't know if it's confession, but I will throw in that you're, you're admitting that there's a child's film there that you are very, very fond of and, you know, gives you all the Christmas feels. It does. <laughs> I love, and I will watch every year, and I will even sing along with it, much to Alex's chagrin, oh. 
And Ellie's disagreeing. And, and, and <laughs> my daughter's disagreeing as well. She, yeah, the she will tell me to shut up too. Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> I you love it. I, no, I love that film. I will download the soundtrack and I will sing along to it in the car because I I and you do. Make I still listen to it. Yeah, I <laughs> think that film is amazing. I love it. You are not a fan, Lewis. No. But I'm not a fan. And Alex is not. A fan. I'm, I don't know it well enough to not be. Uh, sorry to dislike the film mm. but again I'm thinking in, in probably mirror to your elf things like oh, it's a bunch of puppets singing yeah. songs yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah, that's how I feel about yeah, that, it but, yeah, yeah, it's I, too I like, distant from I, reality I like yeah, the sto- exactly. yes I like yes. the story I like th- um, Christmas Carol mm. and I've seen the film of that I can't think what version well, there's, there's many many versions but I've seen the film and I really really enjoy it and I love the message it shows but when it comes to puppets I'm just like they're puppets they're not, they're not puppets they're they are muppets <laughs> 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 Puppets are lifeless. That's Muppets have wrong. heart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, let me rewatch it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Scott, give us I a, do buy into it. Give us a little sing song from the. My listenership will drop off. But I do, I love that film so much. Because I granted, like Michael Caine as Scrooge and the centre of it, it grounds it. But. And to be honest, I'm not even a massive fan of Muppets in general. Like, I don't think there's many of the films I've watched. I quite like Muppets from Space, and I think um, Muppets Take Manhattan when I was a kid. But there's something in this film that I just I just find really endearing that sort of really sort of speaks to me. And I think a big part of it is is the music. Yeah. Um, and I say I won't. Don't worry. I won't. I won't <laughs> break into so song. This isn't going to be a musical podcast. Um, but let's say the opening number where they sing about Scrooge. But the one that really gets me, and I, I swear to God, like singing it or get, hearing it, like, you know, you do get, I get a bit like verklempt, I get a bit choked <laughs> up, is the one that's the, the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah. And he goes, out, and he says, Look, let's go out into the world. And they go and see people. It's amazing. <laughs> well, that film's awesome. And, I love uh, it. It'll but be do you soon. think it's because of the story? It's a story that people know. So possibly as an uh, adult, yeah. you yeah. already know, obviously, what's happening. Well, that, that film, that, that story, like the, you know, a Christmas Carol has been made and made and remade and retold and reformatted and so many times. Yeah. It's, 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 it, is, it is the fundamental Christmas story, isn't it? I mean, so there must be a version of that. that it's almost like. biblical, really, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's that. It's, mean, it's such like a you can do... Yeah. Good yeah. things. You could actually be, other people. Let's be honest. If you wanted to, and you know, for anybody of any religious disposition out there, I'm going to apologise before I even speak. But you could remove the story of baby Jesus, <laughs> and you could replace it with the story that Christmas is actually about a Victorian gentleman that, found the spirit, that actually began to understand the spirit of being kind. And do you know what? That's what we're celebrating. <laughs> I would be more willing to Maybe accept that's that. Maybe that's a Maybe that's the new school nativity. I think it should or be. is the story that he's using child labour to go and fetch him a, a goose. <laughs> At the end of it. Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, he pays him. It's not his child. He pays him. Well, he pays him handsomely. <laughs> he, pays him, he pays him a whole farthing <laughs> for the biggest goose he can find. Yeah. Much Back-breaking. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a bit, there's actually a film coming out this Christmas called uh, The Man Who Invented Christmas, mm-hmm. which is about the, which is the story of Charles Dickens writing uh, A Christmas Carol. So I wouldn't mind seeing that. But I, th- I think that is more, like, you're right, I think it's a better message of saying that, you know, being grumpy and miserable and, and, and dis- you know, yeah. distancing yourself from the world and then learning actually that, that, you know, you have a place in the world and you can interact and be better and do better with your wealth. 
Yes. And and then doing that and bringing your employees up and, and the people up and being generous yeah. and helpful is a better message, because yeah. it's a Christian message to be fair, yes. is a better message than learning about a fictional baby and then the, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go off my own. But you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's a more modern story that actually would probably be better than, so, you know, do some you, poor do child you like acting as a cheap. Scrooge. I love Scrooge. So that's your favourite film. Yes, I'd say number one for me is Scrooge. Scrooge. Yeah. Scrooge is also uh, Danny Elfman's score. Danny Elfman. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. Bill um, Murray. I've got the soundtrack upstairs. But yeah, Bill Murray. Um, and again, it's the story of it's, it's that thing of a, a, um, Alex Cross, yeah. the TV executive, mm-hmm. and he gets visited by three ghosts. And they just modernise it. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. What, 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 is your, what parts of that do you love? <laughs> what parts do I love? Um, I think it's the nostalgia of, the, well, the past, obviously, starting with the past. You can almost sense what it would be like if you went back to your own uh, childhood, you know, sit in your own lounge at sort of Christmas time and what you wanted mm-hmm. as a child. Obviously, he wants a train or something, and I think his dad gets him some meat. He does, yeah, he gets, yeah, he gets like three, <laughs> three pounds of venison or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Veal, yeah. He thinks he's all tough now, but really he still feels the, yeah. still feels the pain from that. Um, Favourite part, I think it's just the, the, the comedy of it, really. Yeah. You know, although it's a... You know, one of those, again, family sort of Christmassy films, you know, smashing in the face with toasters and stuff like that. Toasters! Uh... <laughs> yeah, 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 she starts blowing on his belly and that sort of thing. Yeah. I think um, it's, it is, it's, 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 it's the modern telling of that story. Um, it's, it's almost got a horror element yeah. to it, actually. It can be a bit scary. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit creepy in parts, like where he sort of rips his arm off. Um, whilst he's, hang- he's holding him out of the window by his throat and he sort of rips the, the sort of uh, fibres of his arm off his... Just want to do a correction, it wasn't Alex Cross, it was Frank Cross. Frank Don't Frank, Frank Cross. Cross. But there it is, the, the special effects, when his old boss comes yeah. in and the yes. golf ball pops out the back of his head and the mouth... Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, that film's actually really good. Yeah. It is creepy. And the, yeah, that is... Yeah. A, but that's another one where um, the excellent Bill Murray you know, ad-libbed all the way through a lot of that, I think. Yeah. And um, the actors are, are strong. Yeah. And did you know, a bit of trivia, did you know two of his brothers were in the film? Oh, really? Yeah. And, and could you guess who the brothers were? Do you know what? It's really funny, because I remember seeing on the... I actually remember watching last year and seeing another Murray uh-huh. thing coming up and thinking that... Um, no, I probably didn't do it. The um, dad, actually, in the past scene, yeah. is his older brother. Oh, wow. So whilst he stood there looking yeah, yeah, yeah. at his, you know, his dad giving him the beer, yeah, yeah. that's his older brother. And Niagara the... Falls, Frank. Niagara <laughs> Falls. And the, um, the guy where he is sat playing the board game. Yeah. And that's his younger brother. That is actually his younger brother. Oh. So his two brothers are in there. Wow. Yeah. Know? Great film. Yeah. Scrooge is amazing. I think it's one of those films that uh, you can actually watch that any time. It's such a good film that you don't have to kind of yeah really wait for. It. Yeah, it's, it's even better. At, it is a at proper Christmas. good yeah, yeah. Christmas film. Yeah. Um, it's got everything. Charity. It's funny. Yeah, and the ending yeah. is great. Yeah, it breaks really the fourth nice wall ending. a little bit at the end, and yeah. it's got all that kind of stuff. Makes you feel it. like everybody's yeah yeah should enjoy. No, no, I think it is probably. I agree. That's another one I watch every levels, year. Levels, levels, everyone. Yeah, yeah. But it goes to show again that like you know. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol is, is a fundamental part of mm-hmm. like, the human condition. I mean, yeah. have you ever read the story or seen the, like, um, a, a depiction of the original story in any way? 
Because you know, you mentioned the horror elements. So mm-hmm. I've, I've read, so I've read a couple of years ago. Actually, I've got a, a lovely little edition upstairs that's um, like the the book. And in it, like, a lot of it is as you'd always know. You know, there's Bob. You know, there's Marley yeah. that comes in and tells him, you know, um, you're going to be visited by three spirits. And then the first spirit comes. In fact, the CG, the computer-generated one with Jim Carrey as uh, Scrooge, yeah. Billy Squeezer, is actually closer to the the depictions in the 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 book than any other really because it looks like a candle it's a, it's a form of light that is the ghost but it's the it's the um, in one part the ghost of Christmas past or one of them maybe the ghost of Christmas, the ghost of Christmas present actually takes him to a war zone and he sees children starving and dying in sort of like orphanage conditions and all this other stuff like there's real horror in it in mm. the uh, the ghost of Christmas future in, in you know is always depicted almost as that figure of death you know yeah. the um, uh, the Grim Reaper almost. In the book, it's sort of described as that, but underneath are these two children, these two starving children hidden beneath the cloak, and that's all part and parcel of like you know your greed and this, this is what your future will hold. And oh, so there's a, yeah, it's really like mm. from a literary point of view, it's quite horrific, and it, it's uh, it's it's one of the things that when you can you can tell that when they've gone and done it as a child friendly family fun film yeah. they've sort of said okay well we'll take out that bit <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not appropriate yeah. we'll remove that which is probably for the best I don't think Muppets doing a child a war torn <laughs> European country would have been appropriate <laughs> so let's move away from Charles Dickens then any other films that you would love um, I'm looking at Alex because you've been quiet in fact should we, should we talk about one that I'm, I, I doubt that anyone will have heard of but I know that you love. Oh, a Channel 5 movie. The Channel 5 movie. The Channel let's 5 be, movie. Let's be honest. It has a name. I don't, <laughs> I, don't think it was, I don't think it was produced by Channel 5. No. You watched it on Channel 5. No, right. It's when, the only when channel When we first had Ellie. You ain't kidding. <laughs> when we first had Ellie and she used to nap in the daytime, I used to record. He used, used to put her to sleep. Yeah. yeah. I used to record all the Channel 5. Every, every day on Channel 5 they'd have two movies and I used to record them all in hope that I'd find the most amazing Christmas movie. And you always think I love all these movies, but actually there's only one I ever found out of all these There's Christmas a couple still on the box and it must yeah. be dreadful. But one of them is the one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, we'll never get rid of that. And the one film I found, mm. so you think I like all these really rubbish <laughs> Christmas films, but I don't. I'm Made for, for TV, terrible perfect. Christmas film. <laughs> the, the only one I found that I watch year on year is called Mrs. Miracle. And it's amazing. Yes, and it's I've got, seen it. Um, I can't You've think. seen it? Yes. Have you? What, wow. do you? what do you think of it? Well, before we go into what you think of it, let's describe what the film is. Tell tell. Yeah, are you talking audience. about the same film? Yeah, yes. James Van Der Beek is in it. I'm, I'm not... Well, James Van Der Beek's in it. And then it's the, it's the girl, Erin... All about Erica. It was all about Erica. I can't think what her real name mm. is. But she was all about Erica. And she, he, he lives with his two children, he's a widow, and he has a nanny who's called Mrs. Miracle who comes along. Is that her name? I can't remember if it's her name. Mrs. Merkel. Mrs. Merkel. But, and also, for those that don't, she was the mum in Everybody Loves Raymond. Yes. yes. Ah. Yeah. Raymond's okay. mum. Raymond's yes. mum yeah, in yeah. Everybody yeah. Loves that's, Raymond. That's so, how I know the film, because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the link. That was, I mean, and yeah. she, yeah. she he, all the, the children are, not, are a nightmare, and they, they drive all the nannies away, and she comes along... Almost like not through the adoption, not not through the okay. kind of. So let's, let's just take a rebirth. So this is about two children mm. that are almost a little bit unwieldy and a little bit cheeky and horrible, 
and then this magical mystic, nanny, magical nanny yeah. floats down <laughs> not to bring Mary Poppins <laughs> but she floats down to help Mary the dad Mary Miracle she floats down to help the dad yeah. reconnect with the children yeah. I think Disney deserve a cut of the funds <laughs> of this film as soon as there's some <laughs> not that it ever actually made any okay. money no. but what she does is she ends up starting a romance between this woman and I can't even think of her name but she is um, and they start a romance and then she she's leaves. like Cupid but it's about the but family what, at Christmas the reason it? I Christmas like time. the film is I like everything about it in terms of it's my ideal Christmas so the way the sets are dressed with all the but decorations someone's come and look after your child for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, it's just kind of like she, she ends up um, directing the children's nativity play as well okay. and there's just something about it it's just a really nice film it's a very it's sweet film really sweet. It's, it yeah, is very and I sweet. can relate to her as the main character yeah. I like her yeah. there's something about her as a character that's very strong and I really like her I think that to be fair it's, it's, just, it's one of those typical films if, if it was it's one of those films that if it was set during the summer and yeah. you took Christmas out of it and yeah. it was just a normal play you'd watch it and go this is a terribly saccharine overly sweet made for TV film but because it's set at Christmas, like all of that emotion and sweetness actually works Possibly, because it's part of the season. Although for me, I think I like it. I like the film because I like the main character. I, I relate mm. to her. It's the same as other films, which we'll come on to, I'm sure, in a minute. Like Four Christmases, and I love the main characters, the couple in that. Um, as soon as you go to some of these cheap Channel 5 ones, there's ones about princesses that come to the big city. and you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't relate to that because... The main characters I just can't relate to. They're not strong. Sometimes is it is you can't relate to them, or is it just the fact the acting is terrible? Must <laughs> <laughs> be a bit of both. But yeah, I do like Mrs. Miracle. And I do like to watch it every year, maybe a few it's times just, if I get a chance. Yeah. Is that the same film you've seen? Yes, I have and seen that. I, do you feel as passionately about it? <laughs> 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 hmm. <laughs> I like Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's well, that. uh, <laughs> no, we're not going to debate that. But okay, I was going to. Uh, Okay, okay, so, moving on from that, the one you want to say that was there, another one that's, sorry, having a tipple there, um, a little bit closer to Love Actually, though, so this is more romantic, is The Holiday. Yes. Another favourite of yours, Alex? Yes, I do like The Holiday. Um. Tell me about that. <laughs> that was, that was, was what they call a conversation starter. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Oh, oh, okay. Um, no, I like the holiday. Why do I like the holiday? Do you know, when I first started to watch the holiday, when it first came out, I didn't realise it was a Christmas film. It is. It is a Christmas film because it's full of Christmas music. It's set at Christmas, and it's, it's called the holiday. Yeah, but it's not actually. Again, it doesn't cover Christmas Day. Maybe there's a theme. It here. ends on Christmas Eve, doesn't it? New Year's Eve. It goes past Christmas Day. It ends. Oh, does it? Yeah, it does. So it, it skips Christmas. It skips Christmas. It's the run up to Christmas. Are we all saying that Christmas Day is a big disappointment? Yeah. <laughs> Everything <laughs> around it is sort well, of yeah, semi good, but yeah. the day itself. But the day is a complete pile of shit. Four Christmases, which we'll come on to in a little bit. Yeah. Four Christmases. I love Four Christmases, and I love what it's about. The run up. Is great, and then as soon as Christmas Day hits, where they see all their family, I'm like, "Well, it goes downhill now." It makes me realise, you know, yeah, it's not as good. So I think the holiday, yeah, the holiday is the same. So it's the run-up. They do a house exchange. Have you even seen? It? So they do. Um, they one of them they want to just have a break from their lives, and one of them lives in California. One of them lives in Surrey in England. Yeah, rural. A really nice cottage, and they swap. <laughs> 
houses. An American version of, of the home of, county, yeah. basically. And they both find love where they are, you know, kind of yes. where they swap and stuff. And it's interesting. But again, it, um, what I like most is the English scenes because it's made very picturesque with snow on the ground, which rarely happens over here, but there is snow on the ground. Snow that never turns to slush as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's like... And that Cameron Diaz can run in stilettos yeah. and not fall over. Like, she has this massive scene where she's running along and I'm like... With a suitcase. With, yeah, it's just crazy. So, I actually quite, um, like, I quite yeah. like The Holiday. I think it's a good film. Okay. Um, it's, an, it's an odd one because it's one of those things where I think, I look at the cast... And I look at like what the story is. Yeah, it's those, it's almost like a food where you go, well, those flavors shouldn't go together. When you put them together, yeah. it actually works. Like but, Jack Black's in it, yeah. partnered with Kate Winslet, <laughs> and I'm like, that's no Titanic love. But, that's not going to yeah, work for me. But, but it's actually on. really good. But I think it works because I would never put Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz together, but they're kept separate throughout the whole I'm film. <laughs> <laughs> We're not the dream scenes. <laughs> it's a different film. Yeah. <laughs> different time of year. Only in your mind. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> different but podcast. But they're kept separate. And I think that's what works. So I think the relationships work well with Kate Winslet and Jack Black and mm. Cameron Diaz and Jude Law. Yeah. And actually, I prefer the depth of the relationship between Kate and Jack than I do with Cameron and Jude Law because mm. that seems quite more shallow to me. No, I agree. But I prefer the romantic scenery of the English village and the snow. See, and I'm, the thing, I think you which like romance in. films at Christmas. I don't. I, I, I don't. No, I, there's I, more of a theme. I disagree. I think you like what you uh, want to see as your ideal I, yeah, Christmas. I think, yes, you're right. Because it's not yeah. about the romance. That's no. not what excites me. No, no, no. It's, it's the, the picturesque it's the feel. Scene, that, yes, it's the feel yes, of what yes, Christmas feel. should be like, but yes, that we yeah. just don't get. We don't yeah. get the snowy, picturesque, yeah. yes. villagey mm, sort of yeah. everybody loves each other sort of more, yeah. Yeah. thing. In real life, yes. you know, you yeah. get that through, yeah. the, through yeah. the movie. Yeah, you hit the... I do like the... Because I think I agree completely that I actually... From an emo- an emotional, not even from an acting point of view, I actually prefer the Kate Winslet Jack Black mm. story, yeah. and so everything that happens in that because I think the story's got more depth, and they actually their chemistry is actually really, really good. Mm. Um, and you, I think I could what if that was a story, or like if that was a bit of a rom com, or you know, like a really romantic drama, I, I would more inclined to watch that than Jude Law and Kate Win- than uh, than Cameron Diaz. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you're right. So it's almost like the, the romance part isn't. It's it's, it's that it's that like, you know, the, the idyllic part of it. I think. Yeah. Um, I almost yes. think, but when you think about it, actually, I actually even the writers preferred that part because I think they knew it better. Because when you sort of see what happens, Kate Winslet comes to to LA. She meets a former uh, writer. writer or composer. I can't remember if he's a writer or composer. Played by Eli Wallach. Um, well, Jack Black's a composer. And Jack Black's... Oh, yeah, that's yeah. his composer, because he knows yeah. he knows who Eli Wallach is. And they have that whole thing about building him up. But then you've got Jack Black's side romance with an actress who's mm. off having an affair with another yeah. actor. And that sort of has all this depth. In the, in, the, the British, in the British countryside, it's just Cameron Diaz is, like, you know, getting a bit cabin fever in a cottage. Yeah. And then yeah. she meets Jude Law, and that's it. And, yes, he has some kids, but it, it never it doesn't touch on that till no, like the yeah. end. Yeah, that's when that gets better, that storyline. Yeah. 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 It's a good film, though. I do quite like the, the whole I don't day, really yeah. like Jude Law. I don't no, either. I, do. I don't really like Cameron Diaz either. No. So that's why I wasn't yeah. sure I'd like it. Yes. I'm surprised I do I'm like it. Do Even Jack Black, to be honest. I can sort of take him or leave him. You know, certain films I like him, other films. Yeah. Yes. Jack Black's um, a, uh, a wild card. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because um, he can either be, like you say, crazy wild man doing tenacious D, you know, and it's all like dick jokes and all that kind of thing. But then he does films where all of a sudden you think, actually, you're, you're not actually a bad actor. Like yeah. you, can, you can actually do quite dramatic roles. And in yeah. this, he's very subdued. He's, he's really pulling it in. And um, I, I, yeah. I quite enjoy him in that. Well, this is the first film I've seen him in. So yeah. I thought that's what he was like, and then I think I might have seen him in something else. I, I should really, be, <laughs> I should really introduce you to his band of, of him and Carl Grass called Tenacious mm. D, and then I think you'll understand what the real Jack Black mm. is like. Um, yeah, no, the Holly's a good one. Any other one? I'll, I'll leave it to you, to Lou. Polar Express. Read? I'd throw that one. Do you like the Polar Express? I like the Polar Express. I think um, I've seen it a couple of times. So it's a film I, I, I should revisit. To, I, I, went, I went to yeah. the cinema to see it. Well, I'm sure at uni, I think. Mm. I went to the cinema. Did you? There's a few few key facts. I mean, Tom Hanks. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Uh, Obviously, the the main. Always good. The main and he plays a number of characters. Number of characters. Yes. Which you don't okay. realise at the time, but uh, no. Well, it's computer animated. It's motion yeah. capture, isn't it? Yeah. I found it. Quite it's quite scary. a unique sort of animation so at the at the time. Um, yeah. It's almost lifelike kind of animation. It was, you know, you, it wasn't trying to be cartoonish. No, it's really something was... they were reaching. It was yeah. done by Robert Zemeckis, and he was really pushing for this idea of, of um, mo cap motion captured animation. And it was uh, Polar Express and Beowulf were the two mm-hmm. films that he really pushed for to try and try and get. It. it didn't. It didn't quite work. The technology wasn't quite there. No. Um, the film. The story is based on a book, which I didn't realise no, until recently. Um, but the Polar Express. It, it's the story is quite good. But like I said, there's, there's parts of the animation that I think are a little yeah. creepy. Yeah. I, quite like, I quite like that though, to be honest. The creepy animation? Yes. <laughs> These dead-eyed children staring at you as they dance yeah. up and down the train. And, and I can't really just... Well, that was, that was the thing. Quite, fact. It's quite... There's like a dark element to yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I thought, I thought <laughs> you know... Join our train. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Come see Santa. Yeah, we've took all these children off on a random train <laughs> yeah. across, across the ice. I think for me, I found uh, it scary that you could be on your own, and it's not the for me, it's not the idealism of what Christmas is. And yeah. I remember the train going through a tunnel at one yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. which was like and a roller coaster, roller coaster, really coaster right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's quite cool. It was really yeah. scary. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's, it's an interesting film. It is an interesting <laughs> film. It's an interesting turning point in animation and stuff. Um, they do it as an experience. You can go on a Polar Express experience now. Where is that? Where is that? Uh, I think it's in London somewhere. It's down south. But you go on a train, a bit like we would do it. But yeah, but you, when you go on, London, you sit there <laughs> in the cabbage and you know at the scene where all the um, all the, the the chefs come out and they dance and they do all that kind of thing. Yeah. They do all that. Mm-hmm. So there's a full Polar, Ex- Polar Express experience. I don't need the experience. Do. You no. don't want dead eyed Tom Hanks coming yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> that might put me off the whole thing, to be honest. Yeah. It's but a good story, though. It is a good story. But I think, like, old school 80s good Christmas film is Gremlins. Yeah, I love Gremlins. I've not seen Gremlins. Have you not? Seriously? I've oh. not seen oh Gremlins. Why? I know I disappoint Scott. Um, in many years. ways. On <laughs> many yeah. occasions. I will watch it this Christmas with you. We should watch it. Okay. It's a great film. Please do yeah. watch that. I think... Okay, I will. No, I yeah. think I might it... be scared by it, actually. No, no, no. Because there's no <laughs> ideal Christmas. There's definitely not. No. Why is it a Christmas film? No, it does. It How starts it with an idyllic... No, no, it starts. That's the thing it does. It starts with... Because it's... Um, it's directed by Joe... I'm going to say Joe Dante. I could be completely wrong, actually. I may only check. Directed by Joe Dante. Written by Chris Columbus. 
executive produced by Steve Spielberg. So it's like it's like a quintessential like eighties film. Like this film could not be like made any other period. Yeah. All practical effects, all this other stuff. So it's, it's it's amazing as a film, but it starts with what I would say is like that quintessential idea of small town America. Um, it's set in a small town where a, 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 a lad who I'm trying to think who so I was going to check now. I check. Yeah, directed by Joe Dante, written by Chris Columbus. Um, I was right. Get me. Um, lives in uh, I forget the call now. Rapid Fall, uh, whatever it's called, small town. And it's very very picturesque, um, and it's all snow covered. And he mm. works in the local bank, and it's all small, you know, small yeah. family. They all know each other. They've got the local grouchy woman who owns all the properties and is trying to sort of like, you know, drum people out of their home to get more rent and stuff in there. And all of it is set up to be like, almost like you'd see in almost any other Spielberg film, Goonies or those 80s films. So it is that typical Christmas. And then the dad of uh, the main character, this lad who works at the bank, young sort of guy, um, brings home, he's been out, he's an inventor and he's been out and he's bought him a unique, Christmas present and he's like well you know I want to get him this I want to get him that I don't want to get him something boring so I'm going to get him this unique Christmas present and he buys him a pet and his pet is called Mog- is called a Mogwai it's a cute little rat because that's the only that's the thing we describe it's a little rat Mogwai yeah but it's adorable it is and it comes with the most three most nonsensical <laughs> rules ever that like as a kid when I watched this film I was like yeah, no, you, you need to follow the rules. The three rules. Don't put it in light, especially daylight, because it kills them. That's sort of doable, I suppose. But yeah. it means that even when they put a bright light on it, like <laughs> literally a torch of a lamp, it's like, bright light, bright light, it doesn't like it. So you can't help it in any way, because you can't see it. <laughs> the second one. Don't uh, put it in water, mm-hmm. because they multiply. Right. So yeah. you never get to wash this stinky little thing. <laughs> Yeah. It can't drink. It can't go out in the rain. It can't go out in the snow. This thing is like literally has to be like dry at all times. It makes no sense. And then the second one is don't feed it after midnight. Now, time is a concept at different times around the world. <laughs> Not only that, isn't isn't every hour after midnight? When does so it technically, literally, technically <laughs> it's, it's midnight somewhere. Yeah. So but after midnight, like, you know, every until, hour afterwards, you can't... That's right. You can't be, it wasn't until I got a little bit older, like quite a bit older, that I realised <laughs> that these rules made no sense. And I don't think that's, that matters. But the whole film's set at Christmas. Okay. But again, it's a, it's a redemptive story. And this is why I think it's a Christmas film. It's a redemptive story about learning a lesson. Because he's given this mogwai, and then he doesn't follow the rules. And so they find out that like, when he gets wet, when uh, Gizmo gets wet, he multiplies and they get six more gizmos. Mm. And the dad's like, oh, that's easy. We could produce a boatload of these and sell them. They could be like a new, America's new pet. Mm. Not against so It's about commercialism and about the brute, you know, the sort of... Like yeah, because his dad's like a... Inventor. Well, an inventor. An entrepreneur and inventor. Yeah. And it's Trying about the callousness it. of capitalism. That's what the whole thing's really about. Yeah. <laughs> because then what happens is they feed them... It's what they're all about, really. Yeah, really. It's true. It's true. And then the, when they get fed after midnight, they turn from these cute little rat things into, like, monsters. And then they, But they're not, like, monsters as in, like... They're quite scary looking. Okay. But they're not, like, vicious as in horrible, horrible. They're just mischievous. Like, mm. they just go, like... Well, they are a little bit horrible, horrible. They, like, put each other in the... 
Splendid. No, 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 no. The mum does that to defend herself. Yeah. Okay. That's Gizmo. Yeah, that's Gizmo. So, oh, but they're, yeah. they're just mischievous. So they go like they go they go caroling at one point. That's so there's the always good. That's the evil one. Yeah. So there's like gremlins out Christmas caroling, okay. and then whilst they're Christmas caroling, they mess with Mrs. Deagle. Mrs. Deagle. Deagle <laughs> is the horrible woman in town, and they have a mess with her electric chair that takes stair lift. And instead of going like nin, 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 really slowly, they speed up, and it literally flies up and flies through a window and kills her. But like, and the, the gremlins are just like, Way! that was funny. I'll tell you what the gremlins are. They're early minions, really. Yeah, they? they are. They're totally Did minions. You all watch this when you were children. I watched this. Yes. I watched this. Like, this is not like your kind of film. No, and that's why you're all laughing at it. Yeah, it is. You, you need to. I'd be interested to, child, to see what you think of this film. Honestly, I think. You know, this yeah. film came out nothing else this year. Yeah, like this film came out nothing else this year. I've got it on Blu-ray in there. Let's watch oh. it. Let's watch um, it right I, now. I've got. Um, <laughs> I say I watched it With younger. I watched this younger than ten. Okay. Right? And mm-hmm. it's one of those films where when I was watching it, I was transfixed. Mm-hmm. Like I loved it. Did you, want then, to, did you want a gizmo? I wanted a gizmo because I clearly watched the film and learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not thinking, yeah, they're terrifying animals that could destroy the, the whole of my town. I was thinking, that's cute. Um, he does a little song. Yeah, yeah, he does a little dance. Like when he does a little keyboard thing and he's yeah. playing the notes. And he drives, he drives remote control cars at the end. Um, but it was one of those ones, when I watched it, I was transfixed mm. and I loved it. And when I went to but when I went to bed that night, having watched it and the lights got turned off, I was terrified <laughs> that gremlins were gonna come and get me. So it's one of those films that like you probably shouldn't show children, but it's actually a kids' film. Yeah. Here's really. One, here's one that the uh, 20th century geek will have an opinion on. Batman <laughs> Returns. Is I that, do. Is that a Christmas film? It's a hardcore because again, it's set at Christmas. Um. I would say no. I would say it's. Not, I no. do watch it at Christmas <laughs> because I love Batman <laughs> and I love the Tim Burton Batman films, um, regardless of all their flaws. Um, but I wouldn't say it's a Christmas film. I would say it's a film set at Christmas. It's much like yeah. Lethal Weapon and that. But yeah, no, it's great. I think it's amazing. I think yeah. it's one of those really lusciously made films where. Um, is, uh, point of fact for this film when they made the first Batman film they had to ties in with everything like the Batman symbol was everywhere so in 89 you couldn't escape it Batman was huge and they made the, and Warner Brothers made an absolute boatload of cash off that film um, and uh, so when they were going to make the sequel they were so confident with what Tim Burton could do that they said, go, you, you go and you make Batman Returns. You know, you've got Michael Keaton, we're bringing in Danny DeVito to be the Penguin, you're going to have Michelle Pfeiffer as the cat, as Catwoman. This film is going to be, am- it's going to be just as big, it's going to be huge. We've got deals with uh, McDonald's, with Toys R Us, with all these things. And then he went and made this really gothic S&M, yeah. sort of like <laughs> weird pseudo <laughs> superhero film yeah. about a woman who's brought back from the dead by cats. And a man is obsessed. It was like, like throughout the film, they acknowledge his mental state, <laughs> and then a, like a, a deformed I feel like penguin I need to man. Wa- I feel like I need to watch this film again. Seriously, the film was amazing, right? Because I love Batman Returns. Is pro- yeah. I think Michelle Batman Returns is slightly better than the, than Batman yeah. as a true Tim Burton yeah. representation of the character. Yeah, but it's all about the freaks. This is like a, it's like <laughs> yeah. a freak circus. There's literally a freak circus in it. Yeah. It's a freak circus. And then apparently Warner Brothers absolutely blew a gasket because they were like, we cannot sell this to kids. So McDonald's backed out because they couldn't 
There was nothing they could well, do. You, well, you've got Danny DeVito biting, biting someone's nose off. <laughs> nose off. Yeah. Well, in a scene, <laughs> this is the first time he's introduced as to be mayor, the two things is, yeah. he sexually assaults a woman by grabbing her boob to put a button on her and then bites a bloke's nose off. This is not a film for kids. Batman kills people in this film. He puts like sticks of dynamite down some guy's yeah. pants. It's messed up. <laughs> this film is so messed up. Christopher Walken also. Christopher Walken? Yeah, oh, Christopher yeah. Walken is amazing. I'm not even going to do a Christopher Walken impression. No. I would do if I wasn't recording. <laughs> yeah, but Batman Returns is amazing and I highly recommend it. But that's why they went to Schumacher afterwards. They took it off because at the time uh, they were so confident in what they were They'd also handed ba- uh, a Superman to Tim Burton. And they were doing a Superman film and they were yeah. doing... Uh, uh, screen testing and costume testing with Nicolas Cage as Superman Clark Kent and there are, there's, vid, there's a film there's a documentary about this and you can check it out there are photos online of Nicolas Cage in a Superman costume uh, and they were making it and then when Batman Returns came out and it was like some horrific twisted like, acid dream <laughs> They pulled the plug pulled and like it. they pulled the plug and they yeah. said, "Okay, we need to, we need to we need I don't this feel to be a bit more." We missed out on anything there. No, no we didn't. No, no, the, the Tim the uh, Tim Burton Superman was probably a bit much, but then you get the Schumacher Batman, which is awful. Both uh, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. But yeah, no, I agree. I, I do love Batman uh, Returns, Returns, but yeah. it's not a Christmas film. No, okay. but I will. Let's talk about a Tim Burton Christmas film. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. So what? Anyone see? I don't. You probably haven't seen that. I'm no, gonna make Ellie. Will hate it. it. <laughs> and, 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 our four-year-old will be watching it this year, and she will love it. I What's know she will. What's the rating on it? It's PG. It's a PG. But it's They're just not your perfect. And I am a parent, and my guidance. I say it's a PG, and I am a parent, and my guidance is that my four-year-old is going to watch it. <laughs> and she'll love it because she loves Coraline. She loved Coraline. Does she love Coraline? She loved Coraline. She loved Coraline. She's got good taste. Yeah, she was and Paranorman and yeah, things like she really enjoyed those. But Nightmare Before Christmas thoughts. I don't have an opinion on that, so I'm going to defer to I, I really like I need it. To, I, I need like to watch that, that again. I watched it a long, 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 long time ago, and I don't fully remember it. And I haven't seen it as an adult, actually. So Really? Yeah. It's so that, worth that's, revisiting. That's one of those that... Highly worth revisiting. It's, in our, it's in our Christmas DVD stack mm-hmm. in the living room. I do, I, it's not Christmassy. It's not what I would call Christmassy, mm. but I still enjoy watching it I don't feel like I have to watch it every Christmas it's not what, what, on my list. what is the bio of it what would you say that, you know if you were to just, if I hadn't seen it ever before what would you describe it's, it? okay it's one of those films again that I know there's a debate as to whether or not it's, whether it's a Halloween film or mm. whether it's a Christmas film and the justification I give it again for being a Christmas film is that it has a, it has a lesson it has a character learning a lesson through through the meaning of Christmas. That is the point of it. Uh, and also it has amazing songs by Danny Elfman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the character, it's, it's the main character is, a, is a Jack Skellington and he's, the, he's like the king or the ruler of, of Halloween town. So it, there are towns all dedicated to different seasons. So there's, a, there's an Easter town, there's a Halloween town, there's a Christmas town. And so he's been doing Halloween for years and years and years and he's a bit sort of like worn out by doing Halloween. And he wants to see, what else can I do? What else is there for me to do? So he goes to him and he finds Christmas Town and he sees good old Jolly St. Nick and he decides, well, I want, to, I want to try it Christmas. So he basically tries to do Christmas and completely 
ballses it up because all the presents he gives basically you've seen Beetlejuice recently yes you know, the sandworms yes from that are presents he gives so this is like Tim Burton I, I, you what, I would either love or hate to be given a present by Tim Burton at Christmas both yeah um, and so these kids are sort of like literally I think at one point a child is given a shrunken head uh, as a Christmas present someone else gets a, like a snake all these other things it goes terribly wrong and then Santa has to take her. They've kidnapped Santa. And you realise that he's been manipulated by Oogie Boogie, who is the boogeyman, because um, he was the former ruler of Halloween Town and he wants to be the ruler of Halloween Town again. So if he gets rid of Jack, he can then be the ruler of Halloween Town again. Um, and all this, this stuff like that. But it's that thing of learning to accept who you are and, you know, like I say, use your skills. And like, Jack learns to accept that he is Jack Skellington and he should be like you know the ruler of Halloween Town and mm-hmm. all that sort of but it's about learning it through that that it's a positive message yeah. really yeah. through the thing of it Christmas is, yeah. so I would say it's definitely a Christmas film yeah and I, also I the like mo- the Halloween element of it yeah yeah but. I think again Ellie will like it because it's, it's relatively it's funny it's funny and yeah. um, but it's slightly it's dark but mm. have you seen Jack Frost with Michael Keaton yes I actually saw that in America did you? Yeah, we went to Florida. You went all the way to America to see Jack Frost. <laughs> she was at the premiere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's Batman! This, the year it came out, it didn't actually come out here until February. That's true! Which is crazy. That's true. It's well, I'm yeah. really impressive no, movie I, knowledge. Yeah, I am. What went to juicy? Like three years before that, I don't know. Yeah. But it, it seems crazy that it would come out then. But that's the reason is it was launched in America ah, in December. Yeah. And we were over, a, when I was 16, we went to Florida to Disneyland. That's when mail was really slow, I guess, then really, you know, it was yeah. sort of taking three months to get the, <laughs> to get the, yeah. to get the tape over from yeah. 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 To England. And um, <laughs> I think we went, to the, we went to the movies one night and that was what we went to go see. Yeah. So um, what did I think of it? And did you enjoy I, it at the time? It was okay. Mm. It wasn't my favourite film. I found it so much a little bit evil. No, not evil, but creepy. A bit annoying. Like, annoying. Like, yeah. <laughs> What's the so- I've never Needy. seen it. What's the story of Jack Frost? This is the Michael Keaton. Sorry, what? It starts with the death of. Oh a- no, the dad dies. The dad comes back. Yeah, the, the, again, it's, it's an absent father again. So it's the sort of that. Absent stuff. fathers are a big thing at Christmas. Exactly. So he <laughs> yeah. he's he's into his band, yeah. and he goes off on this. Oh, I'm just doing one tour before Christmas. Blah blah blah. They have a car crash, and uh, and dies. Um, and then his son's left with their father, and like the snowman, which they've clearly stolen part of the idea yeah. from he then becomes a snowman and mm. is alive for the child in this case he's the dad isn't it lucky that they're the in child. a state that clearly has like you know below zero temperatures for that period of the, the year because otherwise absolutely if the yeah. children the child had moved to like florida or I mean, how many other dead dads are out there that would wishes that there was more snow that's the question i think the movie's a bit of a doubt it's a bit Kind of, um, it's not positive. How does it end? I'm sure. Well, I'm, I'm curious remember, how this it's film sort of comes to a positive conclusion. The reason I don't like it. I think it, it ends is... with his mom sleeping. At... No, he doesn't. Sleeping <laughs> <in> snow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a full on icicle um, for you. But she gives him the cold. Yeah. She gives him the cold. We'll get onto that in a second. <laughs> no. Okay. 
Um, yeah, but I think I don't think the film is particularly for me idealistic in terms of the niceness yes. of Christmas. It's a bit depressive in places. I think because of the father dying right. and very inconsiderate for a Christmas movie. Let's just throw this in there. This is not <laughs> the only film that has both this concept and this title. No. There is another film called Jack Frost about a person becoming a snowman. There is a film called Jack Frost, a horror film by horror. Jack called Jack Frost, about a criminal uh, who, whilst being transported between prisons or transported to be executed, is in a bus crash with a van full of toxic waste. The, the, the classic 80s, 90s go-to thing for any form of, you know, yeah. whether you be a Ninja Turtle or otherwise. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's covered in this toxic waste when falling into the snow and then becomes literally becomes a snowman that starts to attack people in this small town and kill them off. In one case, he does spear a woman genitally with an icicle. The way they beat him, and this is amazing, they beat him by chasing him down with hair dryers, and when he tries to escape, he jumps out of the water. I'm not kidding. He jumps into the back of a truck that has had tarpaulin put in and has then been loaded with antifreeze, and he melts. This film was so popular, it also garnered a sequel, <laughs> Jack Frost 2. <laughs> because clearly, no, everyone was grabbing for a sequel to this horror franchise. So yeah, Jack, so, but I have to admit, this one with Michael Keaton, I'm saying is in the same universe, it isn't far off, because it sounds really depressing that a little it's boy... Not that it's not that depressing. I don't think it is. I'll have to see this. I'm curious. You'd have to watch it. Yeah. I want to see this as a double bill. Yeah. I yeah. want to see two Jack Frosts. Michael <laughs> yes. Keith and Jack Frost and Horror Jack Frost. It sounds like a mini bill. podcast. It sounds like a, I think I might have to a do microcast. Do you know what? That's going to be a, a bonus podcast at some point. Yeah. Maybe a quick next minute year's, just that. Next year's Versus is going to be Battle of the Jack Frost. <laughs> yeah. Put a pin in it. Uh, we'll be coming back to this chat uh, on the next episode. Uh, we do go on. It goes on for quite a bit longer. Uh, the wine flows. The amaretto flows. The merriment continues. So, until next time, you can find me at 20th Century Geek on Twitter. Please contact me, 20th Century Geek at gmail.com or Facebook, uh, Instagram, all of the 20th Century Geek social platforms. Uh, open to all responses and please come and find us and talk more than anything though if you want to sponsor us and give me a happy merry christmas come find us on patreon and make a donation every penny counts and it'll uh, help us keep the lights on in the new year so it's 20th century geek we'll be back in a week or two with the second part of our christmas movie conversation See you then.